Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm here with Kaunda. As always, we are doing our thing. We love the NBA and that's all we talk all day, every day of the week. Kaunda, how are you doing? I am great. And um, my team's not doing great, but the league is fantastic. Well, your team, the LA Lakers, is who we will be focusing on uh, this week. And it's a really interesting discussion. We'll get straight into that. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. It's been really incredible and also engaging with us uh, on social media. Just yep. to give you some of our handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, and at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You can also go to postupzone.com for all of our news information, basketball-related stories, stuff like that from an African perspective. Um, we do have the Post Up Betting Corner come up on the show, powered by Bet.coza, um, where we'll look at five games to watch and perhaps take a bet on this weekend. Um, but let's get straight into it. The Lakers' struggles have been um, well-documented. They've happened out in the open. Everybody knows. They can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Counter, we're going to start talking about the Lakers. We'll have a little bit of a look at the Warriors. And um, and then we'll do the, the Post Up Betting Corner. But as a Lakers fan... Are you worried? That's where we're going to start the show. Are you worried about where the, the Lakers are right now? Because as at the time of this recording, you just took another L, losing to the Bucks. Yana scored 47 points, and um, it's it's not been good. It's not been good. I mean, what's your record currently? 8-8. Eight um, and 8-8. Eight. Eight and eight. So you're, you're 500, yep. uh, which is crazily the same as the Portland Trailblazers, who we've all said have been really, uh, shall we say, not good. Yeah, uh, look, um, I'm worried, and then again, I'm not, because it, we haven't even had the Christmas game yet, so it's too early in the season, and uh, anything can happen. I mean, they, they could go ahead and win every remaining game, which I know is a long shot, but uh, it, it has been known to happen. But but look, Cyrus, uh, the LA Lakers at the moment are, are, are not a unit that's working together uh, efficiently, if you mm. saw um, after the loss, uh, the previous loss, um, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, he was ejected in a game. Yeah, um, that was the game uh, against, against the Bulls, the, 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 the Chicago Bulls. Um, he mentioned the fact that he he he, he doesn't like the way they're playing as a unit. He uh, at the rate that that they're playing, he he doesn't see them going very far. And 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 you know, he at the moment he's the the leader of that squad. You know, yeah, even, yeah, even with, with the, LeBron out, with LeBron out, even with the other vets like uh, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, so he he he's looking at the fact that things are just not working. Uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously, you see uh, the late game and even not even late game, some of the in-game decisions by one Russell Westbrook yeah. are not really benefiting the squad. Um, the t- I mean, Melo has been a saving grace in uh, some games when he really is on fire from three-point range and from mid-range. Then in certain games, he can go one for 12. Yeah, that's true. Um, those Hardy dogs are really going for it today. Well, Cyrus, that's what happens when this you have a Africa. podcast in Africa, yeah, right? You know, the birds, yeah, you, you, birds you, you, be having a war. <laughs> um, but, but I think the thing is, you bring up a really interesting point. And before we go into the individual performances here, mm-hmm. let's look at what the statistics are telling us about the Lakers, right? Okay. So if we're looking at things like, um, you know, offensive rating, the Lakers are 24th in a 30-team league in offensive rating. Mm-hmm. That is just not good enough. They're uh, what? 24th. In a 30-team league? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, uh, in defensive rating, they're 15th. So that's middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, it, it's just insane that when you look at a, a team that's got as much talent um, at the top of it 
in mm. terms of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, you'd, yeah. you'd expect that they'd be doing a heck of a lot more. I mean, you know, when you look at the sort of traditional stats, like let's say points per game, right? Mm. The Lakers are ninth in, in terms of how many points they're scoring. Yep. But you can clearly tell that the, the biggest issue is they're just not able to stop teams from scoring against them. And, um, and offensively, they just don't have the same level of production as, as most of the better teams in the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you look at that stuff, you think, okay, is this just a poorly constructed roster? Um, is it that they, they, as the Lakers management, didn't necessarily look at this as being um, an opportunity to, to, to build for the future? You know, there was the, the Buddy Heald versus Russell Westbrook um, kind of debate that happened. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Look, Cyrus, I wouldn't say it's a poorly constructed team. First of all, I, I, I have my issues with Russell Westbrook, but, uh, you know, that's one player out of the roster. I, I think um, at the moment, I, I just don't think, first of all, I'll blame Frank Vogel because, I mean, he, he, he's in charge of that team and he knows what rotations should work by what happens during practice, right? Yeah. And if there's one thing I've noticed is, I've seen since the start of the season that the Lakers don't know how to take that third quarter, that all-important third quarter. If you look at teams that are very successful that have won in the past, I'll, I'll look at one that went back-to-back, which is uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors will kill you in, the th- in that third yeah, quarter. Yeah. And they, that's what they did on, on their path to almost becoming a dynasty. They would always capture that third quarter. and as, as much as you'd fight in, 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 in that fourth quarter, they would just limit... Your, your, your scoring and, and take that game. And of course, they're obviously an offensive juggernaut. But, yeah. but, but, but you understand what I mean, Cyrus? I'm seeing the Lakers sort of crumble in the third and hoping that they'll, they'll claw back in the fourth, which, which is not working. Sometimes mm. they can be comfortably ahead at the half, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, the third quarter runs away. And then now they're trying to make up for all their mistakes and lack of defense mm. in the fourth quarter. And, and, and I think... That's why I'm, I'm blaming Frank Vogel here. He should be on the sidelines with, 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 with all the assistant coaches and, and, and all the other members of staff saying, but guys, have you noticed there's a trend here? Yeah. Every time you can be up nicely at the half, but come the third quarter, clumsy play. I mean, turnover, Cyrus. I read a crazy stat the other day that Russell Westbrook is averaging more turnovers than Montrez Harrell... Uh, 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 Contavious Coldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma put so, together. So basically, all the guys you let go uh, to get him. All the guys the Lakers let go to get him are, are averaging less turnovers than him individually. So Cyrus, that goes to show that th- there's sloppiness there, there's bad decision making, and, and I'm not putting it all on Russ. It's not all on Russ. Well, it sounds like it. AD but... can also be a stronger leader. He mm-hmm. He's out there playing like he's quarter to breaking himself or quarter to just flopping and just sitting on the floor <laughs> you know in a pile although he's a turnover machine i gotta give it to russell for energy yeah you know malik monk looks like he's coming into his own uh am i not the happiest guy that talon horton tucker made it back so, so talon horton tucker i mean look he's a good player it's it's crazy for me though because he's like what a third year player now yeah and you're out there going man thank god this third year player is back no, um, Cyrus, but he's not just an average third-year player. You, 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 If you read his history and why he is where he is today with the Lakers, 
you will see. Defensively, he's cool. Even at the time that we were winning the chip, uh-huh. the name THT was in people's mouths. It's not like this year he's just come up and says Look, THT. He's, he's a good role player. And I think, yeah, what's, and, what's, and that's what Lakers needs because the, 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 their stars are over 30. And, so they and, need and young role players. Yeah. But but this is also a consequence of, of and I guess this is it, you, you talked about the coaching as being an issue, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps this is also where the front office needs to be looked at in terms of what Rob Palinka has done. And I think generally people have been praising his his moves, yep. getting certain players in and, and managing to get um, really experienced guys um, without necessarily giving up a heck of a lot. Yeah. Though um, people have said that the Lakers have, um, you know, leverage their future for for their present and that's what happens when you have lebron james on your team you know you want to win now you don't necessarily have to be looking five ten years in the future if lebron is there right at this current moment Mm -hmm. so when you look at and this goes back to the point i was making about the roster um i look at at just how this the, the lakers team looks yeah. And it's got some really good pieces. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, LeBron, AD, um, Anthony, uh, sorry, AD and, and Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. um, are, are the leaders of that. And they earn all the, all the money. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the likes of Dwight Howard. Um, you've got the likes of, um, you know, Avery Bradley, yep. Carmelo Anthony, who are on, you know, smallish deals. DeAndre Malik, Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are, are good basketball players. Uh, Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the the bigger issue, though, is, you know, they're almost built for postseason games where, you know, like the chips are on the on, on the line and, and you got to win the game at all costs. And they don't necessarily keep the eye on the ball in, in the smaller games. And, and this is something that I found really interesting because the Atlanta Hawks seem to be going through a similar issue. And, mm. and you remember Trey Young was talking about the fact that they find it hard to motivate themselves to perform at the best level. Because, you know, it isn't the postseason. But mm. in order to get there, you've got to perform at the highest well, you, level. You've got you to gotta make it through the regular season if you want to make a postseason exactly, appearance, right? Exactly. I mean, we're not saying that the Lakers are not going to make the postseason. Um, that would be disastrous beyond mention. But there's, there's a lot of really interesting things that, that are problematic when it comes to what's happening in, in at the Staples Center, soon to be the Crypto.com Arena. Yes. Um, so... When, when I look at this, and, and this is something that, that bothers me, I don't think the Lakers should be very worried, but mm-hmm. the concern should be ratcheting up day by day as the wins are not piling up. Because, yes, an 800 record is not terrible, but that's not, we're expect, not what we're expecting from the Lakers. And when LeBron comes back, how much heavy lifting are you expecting from him? Because I've, all I've seen is, yeah, but LeBron's out. When LeBron comes back, it'll be fine. LeBron, I, I think you're talking to uh, recent fans. Look, there are there are fans, recent, whether they or, are or, recent or, or, you're or, talking, or you know the ancient. You're, you're talking to LeBron fans, not Lakers fans, because Lakers fans will tell you uh, adjustments will be made. Yes, LeBron is our biggest piece; he's our superstar, but it, it's not all on Bron. No, it isn't. It, it is not all on Bron. But the expectation is that he will come and fix this, right? He's the hero that you've yeah. deserved. He's the he, Batman he, he, for he, your Gotham City. Yes, he, he definitely will. Because LeBron's basketball IQ is above anybody who's in the league right now. And, and, yeah. and I think when he comes back, Cyrus, he is, he is able to put Russ in his place. He's able to put AD in his place. And, and he controls the game a little bit differently. I, I, I think I, I would like to see uh, 
when LeBron comes back, mm-hmm. not him playing the point forward, because as much as I'm a big LeBron fan, Lakers yeah. fan, I don't like him playing point forward all the time. He can still let Russ bring the ball up, yep. but he should strategically position himself to, 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 to make that move like he always does. But I know LeBron loves to pass. And I think that's why... And he's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, and, and that's why he always wants to play that point forward position. But I think much like uh, some of the greats before him, Le- uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, I think he, 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 should be, he should resign himself more to the receiver of the ball and the maker of those crucial shots. Well, you know what I mean? And I know they were shooting guards, so it, it's a look, different position to what true. he plays. But you understand what I mean? Like, let the younger guys, the guys with the faster hands, the guys with the smoother dribble bring the ball up. And, and, then and you that can probably receive. will happen. Yeah. Though this comes back to the, the, the question of how things have to work with the roster that's been constructed. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, it, it's, it's one of those where having LeBron back means that you almost negate the reason you brought Russell Westbrook in. And, um, I mean, we're seeing what a lot of experts have been talking about in terms of late-game execution, mm-hmm. decision-making, turnovers, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of pressure on, on, on LeBron to deliver, and that's exactly the point here in the sense that do you want to be pushing this older guy to the limit before you even get to the, the postseason in order to get a good enough record for, for seeding? Because at, at present... The Lakers don't really want to be sitting in, in you know, like the sort of eight, seven, seven, eight. You know, no, no, we don't or, want to be six, there. seven, eight. No one wants to be we there, don't right? Be there. Because you're you're going to come up against some really, really uh, motivated teams, and yep. that's happened before, right? Yep. I mean, just last season, that's what happened. They, they met the Suns, and you you saw what happens there. So, so this is the thing in the sense that there's almost a um, a battle between just how much you have to push. Uh-huh. And how much you're going to have to push LeBron in order to get to the level that you need to be at. Um, do you think, though, that this this Lakers unit mm. is a championship winning team? Yes, it, it, it has championship pedigree, Cyrus. I mean, I mean, if you got a person, uh, and I know I bash him quite a bit. If you got a person that plays with that in, uh, the amount of intensity that uh, Russell Westbrook plays with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you could use that in in the postseason very well because that motor never runs out of energy and you and you need that energy in the postseason. You just need better decision making, and that's the uh, that's where I think the the floor general comes into play. Where he's like, dude, if I tell you bring it up, you know, you know, drive and dish rather than drive and take that that that, that uh, you know layup or attempt that layup, drive and dish. You, you know, it 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 will come to a point where. Eagles will have to be bruised. No, I mean, uh, that, uh, that seems to be... You know what I mean? It will have to come to a point where Eagles will have to be bruised. I mean, when, 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 and I'm glad he's accepted his role. When, when LeBron comes back, you know, Camelo can't be a starter. He's going to have to be benched. Yeah. And, and, and Rondo comes off the bench as well. And, but, and you know, and, and, but that's their expectation. The, These guys, when they joined the team, would yeah, have known they, that. They, they know that. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there are certain people who are feeling comfortable now, the positions they're playing, but once that piece comes back in LeBron James, things will have to change. Well, that's basically it. But this is also, and and I think, you know, I don't want to be like a a Lakers apologist here because Mm -hmm. things look bad for a reason. They are bad. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like, you know, the guys are just like, oh man, we we just lost this one. I mean, there's been some massive losses this season. And against small teams as well, 
and the reason why you had Russ and AD together is so that when LeBron is out, because he's going to spend a lot more time out yeah. this season than, than you know, in, in, in the past, these guys should be able to handle what happens with the team. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've already got an Anthony Davis out there saying, no, we just we won't be able to win anything if we're playing the way we play. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. We can see that. Mm-hmm. And the question then is, and and to your point, you know, you're then saying, okay, fine. So you you put the ball in Russ's hands, but you make sure he doesn't shoot. What's the point of having him there? You might as well just have Rondo on. Um, it, I understand that you're talking about um, his his energy, his motor, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But we've also seen what happens when he drives and kicks. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. We've seen him, and a lot of his turnovers have come from driving into the paint and turning around and just chucking a ball. And that ball not even finding its target. Hmm. So it's not necessarily a skill that he is the most adept at. But I do think Russell Westbrook is the kind of player who can really bring a lot more guys into the team. You don't get triple doubles if you don't if you don't pass the ball. Absolutely. I was going to say that like you've you got to look at his all-round game. I mean, you're not Mr. Triple Double because you can't rebound. Because, you know, we, we need the rebounds. We also need the assists. So, look... Be that as it may, Cyrus, uh, when AD steps up, you, 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 you've seen the monster AD. I don't think we've seen the monster AD recently. I don't know what's causing the lack of motivation. Like, if you saw what happened in the, in the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, mm-hmm. may, may I call out the blowout against the Minnesota Timberwolves, there, was, there seemed to be a lack of motivation. There seemed to be a, a level of frustration. I, I don't know. It wasn't really addressed. But I, I could see that wasn't AD AD. But but that's and, it though, and, uh, because they, even last season he wasn't AD AD, and and that's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people have been talking about the fact that they're expecting Anthony Davis to show up. You know mm-hmm. that Anthony Davis who was there in the bubble and won the championship that had been at the Pelicans doing some incredible things. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is the current Anthony Davis. This is who he is at the moment. Cyrus, uh, I've seen that guy. Uh, step up and help us win a championship even in the bubble uh i still believe the lakers can turn this thing around i mean you 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 you, you'd be at pains to say they're the worst team in the west even or even the second worst team in the west yeah even some of the the worst team even some of the teams they've lost to uh are not as good as they are and 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 and, you know you meet your, your western counterparts four times and you're your Eastern counterparts twice. And Cyrus, if you look at recently, those guys had three back-to-back games against very young, motivated teams. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you look at the Timberwolves, that's a very young and fast team. If you look at the San Antonio Spurs, that's a very young and fast team. Chicago Bulls, same thing. So, and I know one can turn around and say, well, when you were constructing your Avengers using the old age home, you should have thought yeah. about this. Well, but, but, but then again... definitely. Put any team on back-to-back-to-backs against very fast teams and you will see a dip in performance somewhere, especially if they're not yet gelling, which I believe it'll pass, Cyrus. It'll pass. Look, I'm, you, a, I'm a Laker uh, faithful. Don't, don't they say, <laughs> as a supporter of somebody, you've got to try and you know, think of the best for them and, and, and hope that things will work out. But I, I look at, at the way the Lakers' performances have gone, right? Mm-hmm. They started the season with two losses, yep. the Warriors and the Suns. They beat the Grizzlies and the Spurs. They lost to the Thunder. They beat the Cavs, Rockets uh, twice. Then lost to the Thunder again. The mm-hmm. Trailblazers beat the Hornets, beat the Heat, which was a pretty good win. Lost to the Timberwolves, beat the Spurs, then lost to the Bulls and Bucks. Mm-hmm. So w- when you look at it, this the, the tougher the team, the worse they perform, which says to me they're not at a standard that they they need to be at in order to beat the better teams. 
in the in, tough of the team, the worst that performed. Cyrus, they beat the Miami Heat. So of the teams that they've beaten, yeah, the best one is the is Heat. The Heat, yeah, and the Heat is not a team to sneeze at. Cyrus, but that Heat you team, you can say that the, the, the tougher, that, that the Heat tougher, team, the tougher just the came team, off the worst that performed because OKC is not a tough team. And you've lost to them twice. That's what I'm saying. But you said the tougher the team, the worse they perform. OKC is not a tough team. Okay. So what you're the saying, Minnesota basically, Timberwolves actually, you're, are not you're, a making, tough team. you're making a really interesting point here because yeah. they're losing to bad teams and good teams. Yes. So, so, it's not, so they're just bad. But, but no, it's just that <laughs> I think with the worst teams, they take their foot off the gas. Because and, you can't and, say, and, because who, who, who the, the, the best teams have played are, are the Suns and the, the, the Golden the, State The Warriors, Warriors. the yes. Suns, the Heat. Yeah. Um, no, I mean like no, no, in terms of, okay. in terms terms of losses, yeah, it's the yeah. Heat and the Suns. Who and the Bucks. Are, and the Bucks, of course. Who are, but the Bucks are not performing well. But uh, who are uh, hardcore teams on the West? The Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So yeah. I think they're losing to everybody because, it, I mean, not, well, they're losing to who they lose to. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's not a question of this is a good or a bad team because for you, to lose to the to OKC twice and beat the Heat leaves me scratching my head. Like, yeah, what what exactly and that, and is going on? Game, are, you, are you underestimating that Heat game was a three point win? Yeah. So it wasn't even like a blowout where everybody showed up. That was like it was a close fought game, um, and and that was the point I was going to make is that the Heat that I think that was the beginning of their their road trip. Mm. So it also wasn't necessarily. I mean, I think they'd lost to the Warriors the night before. I think so. Yeah. So you know, it's not as if the Lakers are are really putting teams to bed and making everybody stand up and take notice. They're, they're struggling to some of these wins too. But I, I don't want to make this as like a Lakers hateration. We um, know you. You it, will bash anywhere where LeBron lives. If LeBron was to move to Africa, you'd probably change continents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a LeBron hater. Yes, you are. I'm not a LeBron hater. I do think, though, that people um, have been bigging up LeBron a heck of a lot. And not necessarily rightfully so. No, right, rightfully so, definitely. But, Transcendent but, player. But but I think the thing is that when you look at at what's happening with this Lakers team, mm-hmm. a lot of the issues come f- not necessarily from LeBron, mm-hmm. but the the things they've done to try and appease him. And this is a really interesting uh, part of the conversation where we have to look at and say, do the Lakers do they really make that next jump? Do they make that next step? Mm-hmm. And and I think we'll leave that there. Uh, to say, look, I don't think that it's doom and gloom for the Lakers. I do think that they'll they'll uh, you know right the ship. But as this team looks right now, I don't know if they'll be one of the best teams in the West. But who knows? When LeBron comes back, things could just suddenly look all rosy again, and before you know it, they're going on like a twenty-game winning streak. You never know, and and sometimes Cyrus, it doesn't even depend on when LeBron comes back. It's when the his supporting cast gets their act together. I, I, I believe Good point. they can win a whole bunch of games even without LeBron if AD, Russell, uh, Melo, uh, Malik, all of them, I mean, THT, get, get their act together. I mean, THT, with all due respect, has got his act together <laughs> with the impact yeah. he's had since his return. But it's just the, 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 the other pieces that just need yeah, to true. step up. And you haven't even seen Kendrick Nunn yet. Yeah, we so, haven't even seen what Kendrick you know, can do. I, I get your point. So we're not, we're not down on the Lakers all the way into the dirt, but <laughs> they certainly need to pull themselves up. Absolutely. Out of the dirt. So, Kaunda, let's leave the Lakers where they are. Um, I think we've, we've dissected their season a lot. Let's yep. go from the doom and gloom of the Crypto.com arena and go to 
um, the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, and talk about them and and their performances this season. Um, they've been incredible, and Steph Curry has been out of this world. Uh, first of all, my mama named it Staples. I'm gonna call it Staples. Um, if you must, but all things change, Counter, and uh, you gotta just move with the times. That's as no, simple as that. It's, it's not yet that time. Hold your horses, but. Back to good things. Yes, Stephen Curry, Waddell Stephen Curry Jr. Mm -hmm. has been incredible this season. And I think without his performance, the rest of those lackluster Golden State Warriors would be struggling right now. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, even though this is coming from a Lakers fan who's clearly feeling hurt. Um, I don't know about the lackluster uh, Warriors. They've, they've done pretty well as a team. And it's really hard to be lackluster and also be the best defensive team in the NBA. But what do I know? You know, what do I know? Uh, Just looking you, at stats. Have, have you seen at what, what level uh, Stefan has been scoring? Yeah, he's he's been doing his thing. And he's also been doing well defensively. But, yes. but if we're going to talk about the Warriors, let's look at them statistically. Offensive cool. rating, they are third in the NBA. Averaging about 112 points a game. Defensive rating. Half of those were probably scored by Steph, but let's keep it moving. Yeah, that, that totally matters. And then um, defensive rating, they're the best defending team in the NBA. I mean, let's compare that to your Lakers who are 15th, as we said, um, and the Warriors third in offensive rating versus the Lakers but 24th. Th th this is not um, a Lakers-Warriors dis discussion. Look, I'm this just is, saying, if you're going to be hating, let's at least give it some context here, right? No, but, but I'm giving it context in that. Steph is carrying half the, the load on the offensive end. But is that not what happens with every single one of the teams? Look at the Brooklyn Nets. Lord, let's not look N at the so, Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, I let's mean, my point is Brooklyn you'll Nets. have star players, but the team is performing well as, as a unit and they're doing what they need to do defensively. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if you're looking at that stuff and you're looking at the standings in, uh, out west, the Warriors have a 12-2 and two record as, uh, as we're recording this podcast. Absolutely. Um, you don't necessarily have that if you just have Steph. They had that last season and it didn't work out. So no. they've, they've found a way to really get the most and out of the players that they have on, on staff and just to get them functioning at the highest level. So the reason why everybody's high on the Warriors is when you look at their record, they've been out there torching teams mm -hmm. and um, they've been making life really difficult for those teams on the defensive end. So what do you, what do you like about the Warriors? Um, and or, or what do you think gives you pause in terms of saying, look, maybe we shouldn't be going so deep into you know those Warriors waters? No, I, I like the Warriors, Cyrus. Uh, I will joke about any team, including my own, but I like what the Warriors are doing because at the beginning of the season, Cyrus, we did mention that uh, the Warriors could be one of those teams that are shock teams, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they're doing that just now, right? Yeah. And uh, what I like about them is... Um, the reason why I, I didn't expect this level of performance already was um, I, uh, I I didn't expect him to perform this well in the absence of one Clay Thompson. Yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, before they really explode, let's wait for the other Splash brother to come back. And then, you know, when, when Steph and Clay are on the court together, it's madness. And then it's, it's, it's kind of like Steph is like, yo, Clay, get your rest. Do your recovery. I've got this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no. I've got this, and 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 to be, uh, you know, honest, it's not just Steph. I no. mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Gary Payton. Regardless the, of what you've just said, look, I told you, I make fun of teams, including my own. <laughs> uh, if you want to take it personal, we'll get you a counselor. 
Um, Draymond Green, uh, you know, being that defensive guy, being that disruptor, that locker room guy, he's doing mm. very well. Um, I mean, you, you, you look at the composition of this team and, 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 and then you just ask yourself, some of these guys are so young. I, I mean, what, what amazes me, Cyrus, is going mm. back to the fact that Draymond and Steph are the veterans on this team. Okay, there's, there's Andre yeah. Gudala who came yeah. back as well. So yeah. uh, Draymond, Steph, uh, uh, and Iggy. But Iggy has been a vet. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The new vets are Steph and Draymond. Now, well, I mean, you look at them from an age perspective, and it's cr- incredible because Iggy, 37. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph, 33. Draymond is 31. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson, 31. Nemanja Bialica is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the guys who are in their 30s in this team. Those are the vets. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and, and Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton 2, the mitten, the glove. No, no, the, no. The what, young glove. The young glove, yes, because his mom said, don't be calling my son no mitten. Yeah, he's so, still the mitten. So Amazing. now they're going to call him the young but, glove. But he's 28, you know, yeah. so he's been around this league. Um, he, he's, he's got five years of NBA experience. Yeah. So when you look at some of these guys and you look at like Otto Porter Jr., who's there, he's 28 as well, same mm-hmm. age as, as, as Gary Payton the second. Yep. Uh, Damian Lee's 29 now. Can you believe that? Wow, um, time flies. W- with four years in, in the NBA. And these guys have really grown into to their roles. Yep. So I, I think that what the, the Warriors have done well over the years is the guys that have been there for ages, the likes of Damian Lee, the likes of Jordan Poole, who's mm-hmm. only 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I say for ages. This I is his third say, season ages. in the league. Right, well, but but he's been part of this team for for a while. It's yeah. not like he's a new name. No, no, no. Um, but his performances have just gotten better and better. And much like you talk about Taylor Horton Tucker, um, and his energy, Jordan Poole gives a, a similar thing for the Warriors, mm-hmm. where he gives them a whole lot of of motor off the bench. He gives them a scoring punch, and we haven't even seen James Wiseman this season. No, nope. um, and, and he should be there to help out. Juan Toscano Anderson is another one of those who um, does a heck of a lot for the Warriors. But the Warriors are also first in points per game, mm-hmm. first in rebounds per game, first in assists per game, mm-hmm. and third in opponents' points allowed. They are they are firing on all cylinders, and I didn't expect this. No, I mean, I, I think they've come in uh, ready to shock the league, re- ready to be one of possibly finishing top three in the West at this uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. They could take any one of those three spots. I mean, we haven't even uh, looked at the, the resurgence of Juan Kevon Looney. Yeah. I mean, we, we always, uh, the past two seasons, we, we were mocking him a little bit. He, he's not but, the greatest. But, but he's not the greatest, but his presence is being felt so far. Yep. I've seen a couple of games where I'm like, okay, Jonathan, what's cracking? Uh, uh, Jonathan Moody. Oh, Kevin, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Kevon, Kevon no, no, you, you know why, yeah, why I called him Jonathan? Because I was about to jump into our African youngster uh, of uh, Congolese descent, uh, Jonathan Kuminga. To me, looks promising, Cyrus. I've been My watching goodness. this young man. I'm thinking... I didn't, you know, I didn't even realize he has that build. I was he, like, he's wow, incredible. this young like, man. The Warriors have got a player something. that could be somebody really special. And if they, can, if they can get the most out of James Wiseman when he comes back, mm-hmm. they've got a future on them that could really last another, you know, 10 years. 10 years, almost, yeah, you know, definitely. If, if, they can, if they can get um, everybody uh, firing in all cylinders. Do you think that this is the Warriors? I mean, do you think that they're the favorites again now? Look, it's it's too early to say. That's why I'm giving them uh, currently top three spots in the West at the end of the regular season. They they are really mm. playing well. Uh, all things being equal, uh, Clay Thompson comes back, James Wiseman comes back, um, Andrew Wiggins gets benched. Uh, like you know, uh, Wiggins has been good. 
Yeah, we need him to be Wiggins great. Wiggins has been good. We need Look, him to be great. The, the Warriors won a championship with, you know who my favorite <laughs> pair to, to, to bash here is, the Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. And, and I think right now, the Wiggins that we're seeing is that 2015 Harrison, Harrison Barnes, you know? <laughs> now, nah, Cyrus, I, I, I will knock uh, Andrew Wiggins just because, obviously, he was a number one uh, draft pick and he was a rookie of the mm-hmm. year and so on and so forth. But as a role player, because you become what you become. Yeah. Let, let Mark Helfold's uh, case in point, right? Yeah. You become what you become, uh, Ben Simmons. But I, I, I just, you, you know, when I look at how he started, that's why I'm always knocking him. That's why you find me knocking Cat. He's a former number one yeah. pick, you know. That's why Carl Anthony Towns, I'm always knocking him, even on days where he plays very well. I, I, I would joke because these guys were number one picks and, and they were not letdowns. They became rookies of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. the, these guys, I expect a lot from them because they showed in their first year that I belong here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's just my little piece on Andrew Wiggins. I love Andrew Wiggins. I got an Andrew Wiggins jersey at home. I mean, look. I'll I, say that loud. I, I do too. <laughs> um, you don't necessarily wear it out proudly, but, uh, you know, it is. It, it depends. <laughs> on the day of the week and, and how you're feeling. But I do think that the Warriors have got a really good roster. No, it's a, it's a brilliant roster. And Cyrus, it's young-ish. If you, if you yeah, know what I mean, mean by the ish. You've got a couple of over 30s, but... But, you know, all those guys in their 20s, you know, hitting their prime, th- these it's, guys... It's a good mix. They've got a great mix. And I think if they keep this energy, like I said, top three in the West, definitely. So I, I'm locking that in. Okay. Well, look, I'm not going to go any further into this. I do think that the Warriors are potentially one of the top three teams in the West. And the way they're performing, they could actually go out and win a championship if everybody stays healthy and we get a good Clay Thompson back. Because mm-hmm. I think that Steph has been doing some otherworldly stuff. And has had to because mm. he doesn't necessarily have all the other shooting um, around him that he's had in the past. But if Clay comes and and takes some of that load off Steph, mm-hmm. you know, you could see the resurgence of the Warriors as the team that that we know that they can be. And uh, and at Chase Center, you know, they they're going to be lighting things up there. So I I like the Warriors. I think that they're doing really well. And I think we will do another. Uh, discussion on them as the season progresses because I do think that there's a lot to to look at how Steve Kerr has evolved as a coach here mm-hmm. as well and um, and his coaching staff has generally remained the same you know they've had a few people leave and uh, and what have you whether it be front office staff or um, you know guys on the on, on the end of the bench mm-hmm. um, I think the Warriors have benefited from having good continuity bringing in guys who are really good at developing younger players. Yeah. They've got some defensive specialists in there and you can see that in how they're playing defensively and, and the schemes that they're using. And then they just said, look, if we can cut out all of the, the other stuff that's been problematic for us, the turnovers, the fouls, mm-hmm. uh, and, and become a good defensive team, our scoring should get us over the line in a lot of games. And this Warriors team looks like they will be one of the teams to beat in the NBA. And they've got Mike Brown. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nigeria head coach, Mike yeah, Brown. You know. So let's go into our games of the week. Um, we've got five games that we've singled out. This is from the poster betting corner powered by bet.coza. Um, Kaunda, it's really, really a really good weekend to, to be a basketball fan. Cyrus, I don't know how much sleep you're going to be getting, but uh, I'm cashing in well, two hours. Well, I'll, I'll say this, right? <laughs> I was being tormented tormented by mosquitoes last night so uh-huh. you know chances are that they'll be keeping me awake just to watch basketball there you go so let's go into the first game um it's early saturday morning so mm-hmm. two 
220 in the morning, Central African time. Yep. It's the Lakers taking on the Boston Celtics. Potentially the return of LeBron James and, uh, to action. What do you think could happen in that one? You see, we, with, with what the Lakers have been doing and losing to teams that should be easily beating, uh, I, I'm 50-50 on this one, but I'm going to have to make a decision. Cyrus, if, if, if LeBron comes back, I, I think we're, we're potentially going to get the better of the Celtics. They haven't had the greatest starts to the season. Mm. And, and and I think, much like the Lakers, they, they, they need to get their act together quick, fast. Yeah, but uh, but as, a, as a loyal Laker, I'm going with the Lakers on this one. I think the Lakers could win this by as many as 10 points. Well, you know, I mean, that is a massive, massive call. Um, because, 10 points on the cause, Celtics. Because the other thing is that the Lakers have also showed that sometimes the, backing them can be a dangerous occurrence. Uh, but you're right in terms of, of the Celtics being, you know, really nowhere close to what they need to be. Um, they're ninth in, in the Eastern Conference as we speak. Their record is like seven and eight. Um, and Imo Udoka's got a lot of work to do with this team. But yep. they have been missing Jalen Brown. Um, so, you know, not 100% sure as to what's going to happen in that one. I do think, though, this should be a Lakers win. Though, if I remember correctly, uh, this game should be being played um, in Boston. Mm-hmm. So... When you look at that, I don't know how well the the Lakers travel. That's the key thing for me. And TD Garden can be a, a difficult place, and especially when the fans get behind their team. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the Celtics team need to deliver something for the fans. So, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers will win. Um, but I don't think it's going to be an, a simple win. I think that um, the Celtics will make this very difficult. Um, the game that we have is um, the next one is the Heat taking on the Wizards. That's at 2 a.m. Central African time on early Sunday morning. So if you want to call it Saturday night, you can. But this Miami Heat versus Washington Wizards game, who would have thought this would be one of the games to watch with these teams sitting where they're sitting in the Eastern Conference right now, Kanda? Cyrus, I'm actually enjoying watching these two teams, and and, and I don't know... uh, First of all, the Heat, since uh, two seasons back, they've just showed mm. me where that, 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 that that guy Jimmy Butler can be such a leader. As much as people, you know, talk down on him after what happened in Minnesota, then when he went to Philly, they were like, oh, maybe he's just a problem child. Mm. But he seems to have fitted into that Heat. That Heat culture was culture. just made for him. Yeah, it was just made for him. That dogged mentality he's got that... You know, he, he could go into that locker room and cuss everybody out and make them win a game. Uh, he looks mm. like that kind of guy to me. And I think the youngsters in Bam and, and Duncan and them have really looked up to him as the big brother that came yeah. in and he has motivated them. And I think having uh, 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 some other pieces come in, in in the postseason, I think, in the offseason, sorry, has helped. Yeah. Has helped. And uh, now we go to Washington. Not the best team in the world if you look at recent history, right? But the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. But, but I was about to say, they get three former Lakers and boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally the, those three former Lakers. But, I mean, n- I, I, not I to think... knock them. Uh, you know, because it's not that they are former Lakers that's making them play well. Mm-hmm. They're good players who were rejected by the Lakers um, because they wanted Russell Westbrook. But they fitted into this Washington structure mm. so, so seamlessly. Yeah, I, I I think that 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 composition works, and I think Bradley Beal, uh, the diehard uh, Washington Wizard, I, I think he, he's glad to have such players on his mm. uh, on on his t- side. I mean, like to me, one, one person that the Lakers let go, and I think actually they had no choice because they wanted Russell was Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, I, I, I've liked him since the days he played at the Clippers. Although the Clip, he player. would be a problem for the Lakers at that time, but I just the thought this player. guy. 
he's a great player. And, and, he, and he's interacted with our stuff on uh, on, on, on social media. Zone. So you yeah, know, yeah, and post ups on. We 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 got a, a, a an article that uh, that that was written about him and what he does by our friend uh, Kahari Jones in the U.S. Mm. But Cyrus, he, he's such a great guy on and off the court. And then I'm not the biggest Kyle Kuzma fan by any stretch of your imagination. But Contavious Caldwell Pope, that's a shooter. You need a shooter on your payroll. And and KCP for me, Cyrus, yeah. that, that 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 is. And that, not to knock everybody else at the Wizards down, but but I, but I think that the inclusion so, of those three guys has really bolstered. Who are you team. picking? Who are you picking? Who am I picking? The Heat. Okay, so Cyrus. Heat to Heat to beat the Wizards, and the Wizards are at home. I mean, I see you, I get you, sometimes, and I have to agree so, with sometimes you. Sometimes home means nothing. <laughs> that is true. Um, ask the Lakers. Some but, teams are burglars. <laughs> They'll come into your home and beat you. Yeah, yeah. We've we've seen those things. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going with the Heat in that one too. Um, the other Sunday game is early Sunday morning, which is Hornets Hawks, which is just half an hour, starting half an hour later at at two thirty a.m. Central African time. Hornets versus Hawks. The Hawks, they this this struggles have been you know pretty evident. They haven't necessarily done what they should be. They were they're currently sitting in twelfth in in the NBA at the moment. Mm-hmm. But this is a team that can really turn on um, turn on their form if they you know catch fire. Whereas the Charlotte Hornets have been sensational. You know, Romelo Ball has been so good for them. So, where do you see that one going? Cyrus, again, another matchup we never thought would be exciting a couple of seasons back. But with the current uh, energy that's being brought off the sidelines by one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, MJ. So so influential when he's not playing even. I I know, Cyrus, like he's there giving instructions, getting people in line. And, and, And I think... Based on the performances, Cyrus, I cannot bet against the the, the, the Charlotte Hornets. They, they've just been sensational, as you said, and I'm enjoying play uh, watching Lamelo Ball play because he's giving his elder brother some sleepless nights. Because there's always who's the better ball. So Lonzo comes in, does what he does for the Bulls. Lamelo's like, ah, big brother, I see you, but I raise you. You know, yeah, it's, look, it's so beautiful. I mean, I get that, and and probably Lamelo is the the better of the, of all of the brothers, but. Um, I'm gonna go against you in this one. I think mm-hmm. that the you know we've gone away teams and all of these ones. I'm going with the home team. I think the Atlanta mm-hmm. Hawks are gonna beat the Charlotte Hornets in this one. Um, I do think that we'll see Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Kevin Herder, um, all of those guys really come and, and Clint and Capella. Come, Clint up? Capella, man, what a player that guy is. Um, I think we'll see them really give us a performance that that should start getting the season back on track. So I, I'm going with the Hawks on that one. All right. The NBA Sunday's clash. That's the one that I'm really looking forward to. Great time for us here in Central in 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 Africa. Mm-hmm. 10:30 p.m. on Sunday night, Central African time. Mavericks taking on the Clippers. That is a good game. I'm not sure if Luca's going to be fit enough to play in that one, but Mavericks versus Clippers. That's Ooh. gonna be that's gonna be sensational. I mean, that's that's some uh, you know a rematch of their postseason battle that they mm-hmm. had. Where you Cyrus, going with that? Oh well. So you see, now you put a spanner in my works because you said Luca might not be hundred uh, percent fit. If Luca's fit, I'm going uh, Dallas Mavs all the way mm-hmm. uh, because when he's fit and, and, and he's on one, uh, he they, t- uh, the the Clippers will take a beating. But no, I'm still going. I'm still going Mavs. I'm still Mavs okay. on that one. Well, I think what what sort of, and I think I agree with you here that, you know, Luca really determines how you want to see this. If Luca's fit, then maybe, you know, you're going to go Luca. 
Um, but I do think, I mean, having seen the Mavs give the Phoenix Suns a run for their money in the last game that, 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 that we saw them play uh-huh. uh, before we recorded this, um, the Suns beat them. And that basically says to me why I think the Clippers are going to win that one. Uh, because the Mavs are a good team, but they're not a great team. And mm-hmm. Porzingis missed some absolute gimmies w- towards the end of that. So I think this Clippers team is made of stern stuff, and I think they'll beat the Mavs in the in NBA Sunday's clash. Cyrus, but, sometimes unicorns are just horses with a horn. Yeah, that is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> you are insane. Um, Monday, early Monday morning, it's the last game of our, our five games to watch. Um, and that's Denver Nuggets taking on the Phoenix Suns. It's 3 a.m. early Monday morning. Ooh. I mean, who needs to go to work, right? Um, <laughs> just to stay up all night. Or if you want, go to bed early, wake up to watch that one. Denver Nuggets taking on the Suns. Counter, your thoughts on that one? Uh, y- you know, out west, besides the Lakers, I really fancy the Nuggets. I, 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 I like that team. And, and I got to go with Denver on this one. Okay. I mean, look, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to agree with you on that because I like Denver too. I like Nikola Jokic. Yep. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has got his back issues, unfortunately. So that's a, a bit of a, a, bummer a there. thing for me. So I, I, I don't know if the Nuggets have enough firepower in general. And I think that's why I'm going Phoenix Suns in this one. I think that it's it's in Phoenix. It's mm-hmm. going against this whole, you know, visiting teams coming to, to, to beat them. The Suns. Um, have found their groove. They're on a really good winning streak. Um, it's 10 games at the time of this recording. So I think the Suns will be too good for, for the Nuggets in this particular game. And um, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to say. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to take this one. I'll see you Monday morning. Well, you definitely will. So make sure if you're going to watch those games, you can also uh, bet responsibly. Don't yep. go out there just throwing all your money away. Look at what, what we've said Um Look at also, uh, you know, what, what's happening on the standings and, and, and do some of your research too. Um, no persons under the age of 18 are permitted to gamble. Yep. Winners know when to stop. At the National Responsible Gambling Program in South Africa, there is a number for them. 0800-006-008. That's 0800-006-008. Or WhatsApp help to 076-675-0710. It can be a bit tough if you're out there and you've got a bit of a problem. So, you know, reach out for help if you do need it. Um, Counter, this is the end of the podcast. I can't believe it. Um, Neither can I. We always have so much fun. Um, yeah. But I think the thing is, it what what really was interesting for me is listening to you talk about the Lakers, where you're like, you're kind of down on them, but at the same time, you're like, man, this is ride or die. So, you know, you're like, no, man, these guys, they'll come back, they'll come back. Um, Cyrus, it's like marriage. Just because your partner is having a bad time doesn't mean you walk out the house. That is true. That is true. He stays in that house know, this and help. That, that marriage is one that you've been jumping around from. Uh, you know, you were, I mean, you've always been a Lakers fan, but you were a LeBron fan. So, you know, Cleveland, Miami, those guys are, are, are still dear to your heart too. Um, but I, I hear you. And, and I think that the Lakers have got a lot of work to do in order to get back to the level that everybody expects them to be at. Mm-hmm. But the firepower they have um, at their discretion should be what gets them over the line in a lot of games. And I've learned my lesson. Never bet against LeBron James. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the podcast. Make sure you interact with us again um, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also visit www.postupzone.com. Postupzone.com. Yes, sir. Um, it's been emotional. Thank you so much, everybody. And we'll see you next time.